Welcome. I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the Gospel of Mark. Today is episode 925, and we're looking at Mark chapter 1, verses 35 to 39. Let's read our passage. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he got up, went out, and made his way to a deserted place, and there he was praying. Simon and his companions searched for him, and when they had found him, they said, Everyone is looking for you. And he said to them, Let's go on to the neighboring villages, so that I may preach there too. This is why I have come. He went into all of Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. This is the Gospel of Mark. Mark began his Gospel with John the Baptist. John the Baptist came announcing the one who is to come. And he had this baptism of repentance, calling people to repent of their sin. And he baptized Jesus, who did not need to repent, but did so to identify with sinners. And then shortly after that, we had the arrest of John the Baptist. And that began Jesus' public ministry. And I said he went throughout Galilee, preaching the good news of God. And then he called some of his disciples and went to the town of Capernaum, there on the shore of the Sea of Galilee. He went to the synagogue, and there was teaching with authority, and demonstrated his authority over unclean spirits. This generated a lot of attention, so he then went to Peter and Andrew's house. He healed Peter's mother-in-law, but the news of what had gone on at the synagogue spread, and so as soon as the Sabbath was over at sunset, the people came flocking there to the house of Peter and Andrew, and Jesus was healing people and casting out demons. Now, we're not told how late all this went, but if you think about it, there's dozens and dozens, perhaps hundreds and hundreds of people there for healing and to be freed of demon possession. How late did all this go on? So now we pick it up in verse 35. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he got up, went out, made his way to a deserted place, and there he was praying. So after this intense evening of being mobbed by people looking for healing and freedom from oppression of demonic spirits, he goes out by himself and says to a deserted place. It's an agricultural area there around Capernaum, but he just goes to a place where there's no people. And there he begins to pray. Now, praying here, it says he was praying. Now, praying is in the imperfect tense. And that, just the way the verb tense works in the Greek, that implies prolonged prayer. So he went there and he didn't just say a prayer. He spent some time praying. And that was his purpose for being there by himself to pray. Verse 36, Simon and his companions searched for him. Now notice it says Simon and his companions. It doesn't say his disciples. It doesn't start calling them disciples until chapter 2. I don't know if that's intentional or not, or the very fact that they're not really acting like disciples yet, but Simon and his companions, that is Simon and his brother, and then the two other brothers, the four of them come looking for Jesus. Now, the word that gets translated searched here. It's the only place in the New Testament this word is used. And throughout the Old Testament, 
the Greek translation of the Old Testament, it's always used in a fairly negative sense, like to hunt down. Yeah, they search, but generally it's always a negative searching, searching to do bad things. Now, they're not searching to do bad things, but I think Mark's here making a point of their motives and how they don't line up with Jesus's motives. They're not bad. They just don't understand yet. Verse 37. And when they found him, they said, everyone is looking for you. Now, this is a statement, but it's packed with a lot of understanding to it. The implications. You've got a crowd back there. Let's go back and make it even bigger. All the miracles, the healing, the casting out demons, that has got people flocking to see you. And we've got them eating out of our hands right now. Let's go back and capitalize on this. Let's strike while the iron is hot. And his response, verse 38, And he said to them, Let's go into the neighboring villages, so that I may preach there too. This is why I have come. Now, this goes back to chapter 1, verses 14 to 15, where it said, Jesus went to Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. That is Jesus' mission right now, to proclaim the good news of God. And what's the desired outcome? To repent and believe the good news. That is why I have come. So he says, let's go preach to the neighboring villages to preach there because that's why I have come. Verse 39, he went into all of Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. So teaching with authority, like he did at Capernaum, and driving out demons, showing his authority over unclean spirits. So in Capernaum, he was preaching this good news and his call to them, the summons, was repent and believe the good news. Did they? Did they repent and did they believe the good news? Well, we don't have any indication that they did. What did they do? They responded to the miracles. They responded to the healing. They responded to the casting out of demons. That's what they wanted. They wanted more miracles. But that's not what Jesus' ministry is. Jesus did not come to heal everyone and cast out all their demons. He came to proclaim the good news of God with the desire that people would repent and believe the good news. Now, Mark only gives three instances of Jesus praying here. Then again in chapter 6, verse 46, this is after feeding the 5,000. And then in chapter 14, verses 32 to 42, that's in the Garden of Gethsemane. And all of these are, I think, critical times in Jesus' ministry, at least as Mark lays it out. Here, he is initially drawing a crowd. And the challenge is, do you go with the crowd? Do you try to draw a bigger crowd? Or do you stick to the mission? The mission to proclaim the good news of God, to call people to repent and believe the good news. And so after this intense time with the crowd, where the crowd is not following what he 
is therefore he withdraws and prays. After feeding the 5,000, he withdraws and prays. Now, Mark doesn't tell us this, but John does. In John's Gospel, John 6.15, after the feeding of the 5,000, he gives a motive for Jesus withdrawing, and it's because they intended to make him king by force. So you got people so excited about Jesus, the miracle worker, that they're going to essentially draft him to become the king, make him be the king. But he withdraws in order to pray. And I'm assuming the purpose of his withdrawing to pray is to re-engage with his ministry, to get focused, reoriented on what his ministry is. His ministry is not to be the physical king, to make everything good for everyone, to make everyone happy. His goal is not to attract a crowd. His goal is to preach the good news, call people to repent and believe the good news, and then to go and die on a cross. And that's the third instance of prayer that Mark gives us, is in the Garden of Gethsemane. when He's facing not just incredibly terrible physical torture and physical death, but experiencing separation from the Father on the cross as he bears the sins of the world. Now, what is that like? We can't even imagine it. We would all be terrified of the physical death, and with good reason, but this was so much bigger than that. And so these three times, Mark has him withdrawing by himself for prayer to get reoriented, to get connected with the Father, to be strengthened by the Holy Spirit in order to do what he's there to do. Jesus' ministry was to proclaim the good news of God. It was The time was fulfilled. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. The healings and the exorcisms, they are not the mission. The purpose of the healings and the exorcism is to show his authority, to show that he is there sent by God, to give credence to his message. And that's the purpose of Mark's gospel. It's not to be a history. It's not to be a biography. It's to call people to repent and believe the good news. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Mark.